0: This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Tuesday, June 23rd. Welcome to BMO COVID 19 Insights. Visit BMOCM.com/slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights.
1: The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries.
0: The choppy overnight price action was attributed to an apparent communications breakdown. White House Trade Advisor Navarro said of certain aspects of the China trade deal, it's over. Yes. Trump quickly followed up with a tweet stating that the China deal is fully intact. With this issue convincingly unclarified, the market was content to overweight the president's assessment and erase the initial risk-off impulse, This upside in global equities was further assisted by a round of stronger-than-expected European PMIs as both the manufacturing and service sectors outperformed. A bit of caution is warranted as we attempt to interpret these sentiment surveys, especially as the PMIs largely remain under 50 and in contractionary territory. The business optimism gauges are coming off of depressed levels by any measure. So while June represents an improvement in the European outlook from the depths of the pandemic in May, the outright levels by no means inspire confidence. This theme isn't limited to the continent as the US Surprise Index continues to imply better economic performance than the generally dire predictions. This is where the issue becomes more nuanced and trading opportunities arise. There is a subset in the market which will look at the better-than-forecast reports and conclude that the pace of the lows might be encouraging, but the low absolute level trumps any outperforming implications. To be fair, such an interpretation is certainly consistent with 10-year yields stuck in a narrow range despite the ongoing bid for risk assets. Said differently, Thursday's durable goods orders report might be forecast to print at plus 10.6% in May, but that would be 178 billion versus February's 246 billion level, or a decline of 23.6% from mid-Q1. One could argue that this is the more intellectually honest way of evaluating the state of the domestic economy, but don't tell stocks. The dueling perspective is that the pandemic's damage to production, consumption, and the global outlook was reflected during the March and April repricings with a degree of accuracy that is close enough, and investors have been content to trade any new information that offers a nuance on the recovery's prospects. This dynamic was evident via the response to May's surprisingly strong nonfarm payrolls report. This take is also very consistent with the efficient markets hypothesis. After all, if strategists are pondering it, it's old news. Even many of the new matrix of retail traffic, dining reservations, and coronavirus stats risk a similar base effect when attempting to compare and contrast versus the pre-pandemic levels. As the details of real growth during the second quarter eventually emerge, we suspect the market will apply a heavy discount and use the information to rebase forecasts for the recovery, but not justification for another significant repricing. Investors have already written off Q2 to COVID-19, and frankly, we suspect much of 2020 will fall into the same category. The Fed's own forecast is for this year's real GDP to contract by 6.5%, and this certainly lowers the bar, even if 2021 is seen increasing 5%. Admittedly, we might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves, although as the first half comes to an end, the medium-term outlook merits attention, if for no other reason than in an attempt to skew the odds of a range break for U.S. rates. At the moment, we see no compelling reason to expect 10-year yields will venture out of the comfort of the 65-78 to basis point zone. Any attempt to breach the upper or lower bound will represent an opportunity to fade the move and serve to reinforce the most durable trade of the pandemic, which is a range for U.S. rates. The curve remains similarly contained and directional. The 2 tens curve at 52.6 basis points this morning is only slightly above the convergence of the 9 and 40-day moving averages at 51.4 basis points a level to watch during an otherwise uninspired session. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode, so please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bemocm.com slash COVID-19.
1: This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including without limitation, any commodities, securities or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances, or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options, or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act.